right now. You might be struggling through your classes or even failing them. You might be worried that you may not finish high school. There might have even been a thought that you may not be smart enough. Well, the New Heights Educational Group begs to differ. We not only think you are smart enough, but with our help, you will complete your high school diploma. The New Heights Educational Group strives to improve your academic success through its tutoring services. To learn more, please visit newheightseducation.org and contact us. New Heights Educational Group, educational resources to help reach your goals. Here's our announcements for January. Happy New Year from the NHEG. Thank you to Walmart of Napoleon and Defines for each giving a $500 grant. Thank you to Allstate Insurance and Jackie Taylor for the $500 grant. Thank you to Melissa Suttles for the $100 donation. For our birthdays, we have Haley Brittig, January 7th, Sadia Ijaz, January 10th, Elizabeth Your Skies, January 13th, Mayanna Mogri, January 13th as well, Olivia Stanley, January 18th, Ethan Long, January 22nd, Larissa Murray, January 25th, Leah Seedy, January 28th, and Jackie Taylor, January 31st. Happy anniversary to the following. Pamela Unruh, uh, since January 4th. Heather Ruggiero, since January 9th. Uh, Krista Cheryl Sedena, January 15th. Uh, Daniela Silva, January 24th. And Monica Dixit, since January 25th. All right, uh, one more announcement. Daniela Silva, sorry for the confusion. Um, I guess uh, your birthday is actually on January 24th. Uh, that's not actually your anniversary. So, yeah, happy birthday uh, on the 24th. All right, uh, thank you for tuning in to the New Heights Show on Education Live live you guys i'm finally back uh it's been about two weeks since i've been on lives and it feels great to just come home from work uh sit down relax and just talk to the audience the only thing is that i'm still on the computer just pretty much breaking my eyes looking at the monitor but i do plan on taking my shows with me outside once it gets a little sunny i mean it's still pretty cold out here in california so no <laughs> so if you have if you've ever been in sub-zero canadian weather like i have all my life then you know what i mean i mean yeah i live in california now but it still gets really cold around this time so i think that's why i got sick <laughs> with that raspy voice and stuffed up nose uh on my last episodes it was just pretty much because of the weather but i'm happy to say i'm feeling much better had a lot of tea i had some spicy authentic ramen from a nearby ramen restaurant where i live in california it was so spicy, it knocked my cold out of my system. But unfortunately, uh, my topic isn't about ramen and how awesome it was. So I'll get back to that, and I'll get back to my topic in a bit. So, as some of you may know, uh, I just got a new job, so that's why the times changed from two and five to seven and ten. And what my job is is that I pretty much got an IT position. Uh, learning new things about stuff that I've been wanting to learn for quite some time. So that pretty much leads me to my topic about uh, social engineering. So before I let you in on my topic, uh, technology and cyber awareness is my main topic here. I've done episodes on malware, hackers, uh, child cyber awareness, IoT, um, school cyber safety and now for today's topic uh, social engineering so remember my last episode when I kept saying those words human error 
Uh, social engineering plays a part in that. From receiving emails that you think you can trust to getting your data grabbed through phishing. Um, I hope to cover the topic on what social engineering is and how you can prevent it. Just remember, uh, you don't necessarily have to be tech savvy to enjoy my show. I'm usually throwing uh, shows or movie references here and there just to get a better understanding of my topic. If there's anything I've learned in IT, it's you know just try not to be so technical. Otherwise, you're going to have a hard time getting to the solution. That being said, it's an honor to be a part of NHEG, so be sure to just check out our website at newheightseducation.org for more info on your educational needs. It's a wonderful check. Yeah, it's a wonderful organization, so be sure to check that out. So, if you listen to my last episodes, you know the deal. There are two parts to each episode because of the basic speaker account 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 restrictions. I'm planning to get a premium account so I can just record these episodes straight for 30 minutes. So, I mean, I there there's still talks about a special guest coming on, so I think it'd be great to have a a you know, a speaker account that's premium. So, now that I'm live, you know, come hang out with me, come chat with me, call me. So, I'm going to be cutting this topic short just to add in my tech tips so this gives you a chance to just chime in. Um, I'm behind on two tech tips, so you can just chime in during that time. So my number is 909-547-7175, or I can just check the, the chats and we can get a good conversation going. If I did miss out on your calls or chats, you can email me at freddieb at newheightseducation.org anytime off the show, and I can read your comments or questions at the start of the next episode. So now that's out of the way, let's get to social engineering. So, have you ever gotten phone calls from someone claiming that they're in IT and they say something like, your computer has a virus, so I'll be giving you a step-by-step instruction on how to remove it. Or, how about an email about something regarding your iPhone having your iTunes account, your iTunes account being compromised, and when you check um, the sender's email, it's not from Apple. This is what you would call social engineering. So what social engineering is, is that's pretty much the act to trick someone into doing things that could um, compromise your information through technology. Semantics states that the idea behind social engineering is to take advantage of a potential victim's natural tendencies and emotional reactions. So let's go back to the fake IT. You know, he calls you at your home, uh, he calls you at your school, your business, etc. And like said, this fake IT tells you that you have a virus. Do not be fooled. How does that IT know that? How do they know that in the first place? Well, short answer, that person doesn't. And before I tell you why, I'm going to go back to, to um, my several topics I'm going to talk about several topics about uh, social engineering. So, three things. That's going to be baiting, phishing, email hacking and scamming, and quid pro quo. And then I'm going to be talking about the prevention and the promise tech tips. So before I start, in case you're wondering, um, most of my sources are going to be heavily cited from Symantec. For those of you 
who aren't familiar with Symantec, they are a well-known antivirus software company, which they are known for products like Norton Security. Okay, let's talk about baiting. All right, so baiting. Remember when people would always tell you not to pick up anything strange off the floor or don't take candy from strangers? It's pretty much the same idea. Uh, Semantics uh, says that this type of social engineering depends on, depends upon a victim taking the bait. That is what baiting is. So let's say some totally insane individual holds a disk or a flash drive and uh, he hands it to you and say pretty much says like oh your boss your teacher told me to give this to you so now it's in your computer and the next thing you know malware infects your computer now if you remember my first episode on malware what are ways that malware can affect your computer well not only can it slow down your computer but malware can actually create an infiltration point in your systems called a backdoor for hackers to gain access to your systems. So be sure to stay clear from anyone who just hands off a flash drive that is not familiar to you. All right, let's talk about phishing. All right, so that's phishing with a PH, not an F. But the funny thing about that word is that it's pretty much the same idea. So the fisherman, okay, fisherman with an F, uh, from the pier throws his line off the pier and he waits patiently for that fish to latch onto that hook. Now, Symantec says it in this way. So phishing is a well-known way to grab information from an unwitting victim. So the perpetrator will send an email or a text to the target seeking information that might help with a crime. So there's another version of phishing called spear phishing. <laughs> this is okay, keep in mind when I say phishing, at this point it's pretty much spelled as P H I S H I N G. Okay, so spear phishing. So again, it's a way to target a specific victim. So that could mean a CEO of a company or someone who's just high up there in an organization. So now that you know what the two fishers are, let me give you an example. So this fisher uh, sends out an email claiming that it is a, it's regarding a bank account. And this bank tells you to click here to verify your account number. But um, the email isn't as well decorated as your bank's email. So you're curious to click it and it's a fake site telling you to enter in your account number. So at this point, the fisher says, he's got the bait and I got my fish and proceeds with the next victim. So fishing is exactly like how it sounds. All right. All right, um, I'm gonna start off my part two around this point. So I'm gonna take a quick break and I'll get back to you as, as soon as I'm done. All right. Welcome back to the radio show. All right, we just talked about what social engineering is, and we just talked about baiting and fishing. Did we talk about fishing? Yeah, we did. All right. So let's talk about email hacking and contact spamming. 
let's look back at what semantics says. Once again, so it's pretty much someone or something grabbed a hold of their accounts and sent an email saying, check this site out. It's so cool. <laughs> All right. Now, I've had this happen to me before when I was younger. <laughs> now, you're probably thinking, Freddy, how many times did you get your computer infected? So my answer to that is too many. But hey, it's mistakes like these that, you know, I keep learning from. And that's pretty much what got me into IT. So what pretty much happened was, and uh, this was back in the days when MSN was the instant messaging platform to go to. And um, this malware got a hold of my cousin's Hotmail account and messaged me saying, want to see my picture? I, I took it yesterday and sent some kind of file that wasn't a picture at all. Now, if you remember my malware episode, I talked about the files that viruses come in as. Now, the file name came out as something that would show up like after you take a photo, like DSC, and then there's a couple numbers, and the file ends in like .jpg for JPEG. This file, however, was a .exe file. Now, that sets red flags because if that file claiming to be a picture comes up as a .exe, you should never open it. But in my story, I did and I nearly infected almost everyone on my contacts list on MSN. Now it's the same idea with email. You probably get an email begging you to click on a link from someone you know, but when you click it, it's a scam. So if you do get an email like this, don't get mad at your friend. I mean, your friend probably has no idea what's going on, so just best to let your friend know about it and just resolve, just resolve the issue. All right, let's talk about um, something called quid pro quo. So in non-technical terms, it's um, the imposter IT. So Symantec states that this kind of scam involves in an exchange. So kind of like you scratch my back, you scratch my back, I scratch yours kind of deal. The only thing is that it's a no deal kind of thing. Remember when I asked if you ever gotten a call from someone claiming that their IT saying that you have a virus and they'll help you remove it? Uh, no, you're not. <laughs> so they're pretty much going to make up some story that a couple days ago, your computer got infected with a virus, so it's important to remove it. And at this point, they're going to ask you if they can remote to your computer. And if they do... Uh, They'll take control of it and infect your computer with malware and say, oh, I found it. Pay up and we'll remove it. <laughs> Best thing to do once you get a call saying that they're from quote unquote Microsoft claiming that you have a virus when your computer is just running just fine. You know, just hang up. Please just hang up. I've seen some daring people on YouTube scam them, um, scam, scam the scammers pretty much but it's really not worth your time to be talking to someone who isn't legit so the ones who are legit are the ones that you request for help and won't charge you a penny if you have problems with your computer so what I just uh, explained just now that is quid pro quo alright so uh, now that we have um, the kinds of social engineering scams on here there's 
about two more, which is pretexting and vishing. But since I promised tech tips, I'll probably talk about that a little bit more on the next episode. So we pretty much got the idea on what they are, um, how, to, how, so how are the ways to prevent it? So first off, once again, I'm once again going to go back to the malware episode. So I'll give you a little pop quiz. <laughs> what is the most important thing to do when checking your emails? You get a message from your school or your work, but it's in your junk mail. What do you do? Well, the best thing to do is communicate with your teachers or bosses that you got an email from them. That can help you single out the good ones or the bad ones. Secondly, what about the ones that aren't marked as spam? All right, so let's say one of the staff at school is sending you an email about a scholarship, but the way it's worded and the scholarship provider's email is on there. So the way it's worded is probably gonna be something like, oh, congratulations, you got a scholarship. And that's it, pretty much it. So what do you do? This is where I get you to think like an IT. Okay, so this person's email address is scholarshipbuddy at yahoo.com. And the staff at school emails you about that because that's where the scholarship is supposedly mentioned in the email. So what you're gonna do is email that staff member back and ask the question, are you familiar with scholarship buddy at yahoo.com? So if the staff member says yes, then do do a second do a secondary research on that um on that particular email. And if it's safe, then the scholarship email is good. What about if the staff says no? Delete that email immediately. Now, generally, uh, scholarship emails or business emails usually have something called a domain. And if that scholarship ends in yahoo.com or hotmail.com, it's best to avoid it unless you do some digging around and everything checks out clean. Like Apple, for example. Um, I had a buddy on Facebook. He posted up a picture on Facebook claiming that they're from Apple and their iTunes account was being compromised now the funny thing was that um the domain it wasn't it was an apple.com so what the picture showed it, it had the apple logo uh, as part of the signature but when you look closely at the uh, domain it was not from apple.com it was from yahoo.com so that sets a lot of red flags so yeah so look out for that just to prevent yourself from being a victim of phishing or scamming so just to recap, I talked about what social engineering is. Uh, what are the types of scams on the net that has to do with social engineering and how to prevent it? Now, for the next episode, I do want to touch a little bit on pretexting and vishing so uh, that that you can kind of get the full picture. So vishing. Yeah, they have something called vishing as well. But I'll explain that in the next episode. So. Now the thing with social engineering, and this is important, this is the reason why cyber criminals can get into the user's head to do what these uh, crooks want to do. This is where human error comes into effect because these users would believe pretty much almost everything that these lunatics say and the next thing you know, you get another hacking incident on front page news. So it's always important to know that a familiar email address that you know could 
be uh, manipulated if you know they have been infected with malware so it's best to communicate with the sender in person just to get some stuff straightened out now you may have noticed that I make references to my past episodes a lot what I do is kind of dive deeper into something that is more than just malware or hackers because what you simply know from these episodes would transition into the next and bigger issue and uh, social engineering plays a part in that so that pretty much concludes my topic and I hope that I've raised cyber awareness in some ways that you can become scammer free all right I pretty much uh, promised a tech tip what was it like two episodes but I'll give you one for now due to time um, all right so tech tip and uh, you can pretty much feel free to drop a line right now um, I'll be checking the chats uh, I'll be checking my Google voice to see if anyone's gonna be calling all right so have you ever had those days when you haven't been on a site that requires you to log in and you're kind of the person who needs to have a different password for every account that you have then oh no you forgot your password right I mean I admit it happens to me I have so many social media accounts, so many email addresses because of work, uh, school, and then of course I have, um, I think maybe two personal use uh, emails. I have a Gmail account, and then you're required, I think you're required to have the Outlook account uh, to log into your Windows 10 computer. But anyways, so if you're one of those people, uh, get something called a password manager. Prices may vary on some of them, like Keeper or LastPass, but they are amazing and they're pretty secure. Not only that, it also has a two-factor authentication feature. Remember what... <clears throat> Did my voice just crack? <laughs> Never mind. But anyways, remember what two-factor authentication is? Well, to pull up that info from a couple of episodes ago, I believe... I believe yeah, it was the Hacker episode. And uh, I explained uh, that two-factor is pretty much a second step into logging in. So you type in your user credentials, you sign in, and you're welcome to a second step where it asks you for a thumbprint or a, or a text or a pin that you get from your phone. So you enter that into your login screen and you successfully log in. So without those, you can't proceed to log in. So I suggest uh, checking password managers out if you're the type to have different passwords for pretty much everything you do online all right so i really gotta say thank you so much for listening everyone i know my schedule changed and things are going to be a little bit busier from now on with a new job and all but i will assure you that i am not going to go anywhere i've grown to actually like uh doing radio shows and podcasts so i'm gonna be coming back for more knowledge um I'm also going to be troubleshooting your Blackboard issues as well if you're a, if you're a teacher, instructor, student, or parent. So if you have any issues, uh, come run it by me, and I'll be happy to help you out. All right, so the next topic I do want to touch on is called You Are the Target. That sounds pretty menacing, eh? So you'll know more about that uh, topic next week on the same time and day. So that's 7 p.m., yeah, 7 p.m. Uh, Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern. And of course, for my buds back in Calgary, uh, that's 8 p.m. Mountain Time. And please, 
please check out our other shows here at NHEG. There is one episode I listened to, and I don't have any knowledge about nature. I mean, I do. I do. It's just not to a level as one of our previous hosts. And I ended up learning a lot, so please do me a favor and listen and, and just listen to them. All right? Until next time, everyone. Have a good one.